Hello, and welcome to the Dad and Sons Podcast. Today, we have a very lighthearted <laughs> show for you today. <laughs> we didn't just spend the first hour talking. 40 minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about, about real life, life stuff. About life. And the directions it goes. A welcome catch up. Dad and yeah. Sons after dark. Yeah. Yeah. Or Dan and Sons when you become a dad. Oh yeah. I mean, I that that's the kind of announcement that people will look way too much into based on how oh, much yeah. people are already looking into me and, and my dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, prancing through the flower fields together with Beatles music playing in the background. I've been listening to a lot of Beatles recently, actually. It's funny you say that. Yeah, I I can't imagine why. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, it's a funny old game, isn't it? Life. Uh, <laughs> it's good to be back, though. How are you, how are you guys doing? I'm all right. Uh, yeah. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you know, just uh, going, going, going through the times, man. Just going vibing. Through the times. That the, the next phase in life, I feel, is coming up. You know. But anyways, uh, uh, hello, we're. We're back, I guess. You guys play some games? I, I did. Well, actually, no. I, I mean, I did a little bit, but I actually watched things more in the past couple of weeks. I, I feel like an old person because that just kind of seems to be where it's going, isn't it? I don't know. For, for it's Matt, very maybe it's not, but... <laughs> Matt started out... Matt literally is the father of Netflix No Chill, but now he's basically Game Master, and, he, and uh, the roles have reversed a little bit. Unless Matt, you're also binge watching. Um, I watched. Uh, I finished up Sitch Creek. Okay. And I watched Kate. You are a a a demon on the Shit's Creek reaction gifs. I just want to say. Oh my god, I love those. I love Dude, that show. Your Shit's Creek reaction gif game is like S plus plus super style. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. Like you could not. So you could not. You cannot fly a story past this man without getting a Shit's Creek reaction gif. <laughs> there's so there's so many there's so many but yeah like uh have you guys been uh watching anything yeah i keep hearing about ted lasso well well, yeah of course Uh, there's no need to guess you about that man and i want to say like the most recent episode of ted lasso actually is like an art house piece of an episode god it's good um but are they in season two now yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I gotta, I gotta catch up. It's I'm, good. I'm still halfway through season one, but it was good. It takes it to some interesting places you probably don't expect, but it's very good. Uh, the first thing I want to say is I watched Shang Chi. Oh, the the controversial new Marvel hit that all the the angry YouTubers thought was gonna fail but didn't. It's a. I'm so glad that Marvel decided that doing. Good movies would be a, a nice move forward. Oh boy! Because it's it's good, and it's good because it's not a Marvel movie in any way, shape, or form. It is just a really cool, kind of beautiful martial arts movie about family. <laughs> I have no idea who Shang Chi is or what or anything to do about the Ten Rings. But I really enjoyed that movie. It was... It's like a Sonic title. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Sonic and the Ten Rings. <laughs> I don't know if he... Uh, Matt, have you seen it? I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I haven't. I've been wanting okay. to. Yeah. You should. I, 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 I think it's well worth a watch. It's 
heavily CGI'd, which is my only complaint really about it. But I do want to say, even though it's heavily CGI'd, it's easily like the most grounded of all of the action Marvel movies. There's a lot of fighting in it, but it's all proper martial arts. Like, I say proper in air quotes because, of course, I don't fully understand martial arts like someone else might. But it felt like I was watching like a Jet Li movie or like a, a you know, an old Jackie Chan movie or something. It was really grounding, very hard hitting, all like hand to hand combat and stuff like that. Sim Liu. The, the guy who plays Shang-Chi is awesome. He's really great. But him and Aquafina... <laughs> Aquafina! <laughs> ...are amazing together. And Aquafina is so great in this movie. Like, their dynamic is, is so funny. It's brilliant. It feels very good. And it actually felt like the first, like, 2021 modern movie of our times. Like, a movie that understood what we talk about or what we say... And, like, the things that bum us out as as young, not young adults, but, you know, 20 to 30-year-old adults in 2021 without being cringy. Yeah. Like, 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 like climate change making the future depressing? Uh, and... You know, a little bit of the depression side of being an adult in this kind of age. And also the, you yeah. know, well, let's go to karaoke and sing Hotel California <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, no, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had no expectations going in, but it was really, uh, really, really enjoyable. I do recommend it. I don't particularly like Marvel movies that much, and this one was great because it didn't feel like a Marvel movie at all. It was only tangentially shoved in with some Doctor Strange stuff for the most part. Um, I, well, I, I sorry, I, Matt, go ahead. Yeah, I, I want to ask, like, I um, and I may, maybe you have some thing since since you're in, you're living in Japan for so long. Um, but like I've heard from some of my Asian friends that it was a little 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 too not, not racist, but like stereotypical for It's funny you say that because I would have no idea. I think maybe possibly it's funny cuz the people who were sat behind me were Chinese and they were laughing a lot. So I don't know whether they were laughing at his pronunciation cuz you know uh, he's Canadian Chinese, but Right. I have no idea to the level uh, of extent or what um, that could be. I, it does hype up the like Asian family tension stereotypical stuff that you, you know. I, I think even Japanese people would be looking at kind of with a shaky fist, maybe. Um, mm. But yeah, it is a bit cliche, like in that kind of way. But I wouldn't be able to speak on that really. And you know, yeah. it's, it's heavily focused on you know Chinese heritage than asian specific um so not really sure actually does feel a little like that typical oh parent you you i'm disappointed in you and you know etc etc like you must become the head of the family and make all a's all all those things yeah yeah you know your mother you know yeah, we expect better of you. Get get an A plus on your your art classes, that kind of thing. And you know, of course, <coughs> everybody should know martial arts because they're Asian or whatever, and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's how it works, right? Yeah, all the Canadian <laughs> Asians know martial arts, right, kids? I've got to say though, that with the the uh, scenes with his mother in it, and also um, I forget her name. Is it Michelle Yeoh? Um, the 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 martial arts style, like that the people of this place called Taolo, like the way they fight is really beautiful to watch. And like the choreography and like everything that goes with it is like wind based and very, like the movement is really soft. 
and it oh. looks great and feels really beautiful. Like those pieces are like my favorite parts of that film. Um, very, very like action's great. The comedy is actually really good. It feels quite grounded and realistic in terms of like a modern 2021 movie. And also, you know, it is quite beautiful at parts. So I enjoyed it. It's not like a 10 out of 10 movie, but it's a, it's a, it's a solid eight out of 10 for sure. Uh, I mean, and, and it is good enough these days. Yeah, you 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 did say it was a lot better than the usual Marvel offerings, and it does not feel like a Marvel movie. And I was wondering if you could uh, uh, expand on that a bit, and maybe um, you know, you know, shit on the Marvel movies with me. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, I enjoyed it a lot because it was a good movie. I don't like. I think Marvel movies tend. To, please don't hate me for this, internet. I think Marvel movies get a pass automatically for being Marvel movies, right? They're not necessarily always guaranteed to be good movies, but they could be good Marvel movies, which is always like a good seven out of ten movie, right? But then you have some Marvel movies which are bad Marvel movies that are really like three out of ten films whereas this felt like an actual good film and there's a there's very little marvel in it minus you know being kind of fantastical in parts and also having some connections to doctor strange and stuff like that in it uh it felt just like kind of like a fantastical martial arts movie a little like crouching tiger hidden dragon or something like that that's what it felt like. And it gets more fantastical as it moves on. And it becomes a little tougher to believe. Like they have these mythical creatures and stuff in it, which is a little weird. It does feel like, holy crap. Like how did nobody on earth before Iron Man know that all these superheroes existed and blah, blah, blah. There seems to be one in every fucking street corner now. Um, you just can't get anything done in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. But really, actually, until the post credit scene, um, there isn't really anything that relates it to Marvel. So you're just basically watching a standalone movie about a guy and his father. Um, and that's it. <laughs> that's uh, really it. And uh, it's just enjoyable because of that. And also, you know, Marvel action, Marvel movies have to have a lot of action, explosions, Hulk smashing things, Iron Man blowing shit up. But this movie is all about martial arts combat. It's all about hand-to-hand fighting. So it feels way more grounded. There's no guns for some reason. Like, they use these, like, electrical crossbows, which is really weird. Um, Zap. I've got to be honest, the Ten Rings, like, his dad, who fights with the Ten Rings, Tony Liu, uh, is um, an amazing actor. He's brilliant as as uh, Shang-Chi's dad, who is meant to be Mandarin. So if you've watched Iron Man 3, you know kind of about the mandarin guy but this is the real one he uses it almost like kratos uses the chains of olympus right he he like throws them out and they're all connected by lightning and stuff like that but he does cool stuff with it like he boosts himself off the ground with it like he's almost like a dragon ball character and it really is cool in fact actually at one moment he literally does a kamehameha right what he does a kamehameha and they even reference that he does kamehameha at, at, towards the end of the movie where they're like oh and he did a Kamehameha and shit they literally say Kamehameha it's it's pretty funny so it, it does some really cool there's a lot of different styles of like this martial art that they do of course they have like hand to hand combat but then when they start adding in like weapons and when they have like the fantastical like wind martial art they're all they all feel very distinct and then they all like are like a paper rock scissors kind of thing um yeah no i don't know it was just a very enjoyable movie the the two people i went to watch it with also really enjoyed it it felt quite beautiful in some parts as uh, as much as you could say about a marvel movie 
Um, ah, and it's it's only uh, in theaters, huh? At, at present, yeah, yeah, there it is. <sighs> it's super overly CGI'd, especially towards the end. That it's kind of do oh, I really like need to see this on a big? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's pretty bad in places, actually, if I'm entirely honest. It looks a little rough. Um, oh, boy. But it's still fun. It's it's still fun. It's a big kid action movie with a bit of, with a good heart. It has a lot of heart. I, I, I'm heart. glad I'm glad that Marvel c- can do stuff like that and we can move past the other stuff a little bit and do some interesting things. But... It's not the most interesting thing I watched. And before I switch over, I do want to talk about something I literally finished today and I could not stop watching for the life of me. And I don't know if you've heard of it. SpongeBob. It's called Squid Game. Oh. I have also been watching a lot of SpongeBob. But Squid Game, have you guys heard of this? It's brand new on Netflix. I, I see that it's not a video game. Squid Game is a South Korean survival drama streaming television series written and directed by <sighs> Hwang Dong Hyuk. The nine episode series, Jesus. yeah, that that butchered, thing. yeah, absolutely butchered. But yes, it is a nine episode series. I'm pretty sure this is season one. It will definitely lead into a season two. It is essentially battle royale crossed with Parasite, the movie. Oh fuck! So the rich kids get all the best weapons it, on the island it, first. It is awesome. It's 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 pretty it, like. It's pretty gripping. It's one of those... It's essentially Battle Royale. It's a new Battle Royale Hunger Games death game survival thing. Um, it's a Korean drama, but it's so well shot and it's so gripping in places and goes in different places that you didn't expect. It's gruesome as hell and people die in a terror- terrible ways. Um, but the premise is essentially that all these people then get you know kidnapped. Well, not kidnapped, but sign up to play this game called the squid game there's a there's a, a big gap between being kidnapped and willingly signing up for something well you know they sign up but then when they get in the van they get gassed and then they get taken oh, it's to the, the it's, fine it's print. literally the same way as battle royale when all the kids are on the bus and they get gassed and then they get taken to an island it's essentially the same thing there's a lot of almost i think stealing uh make sure game. to read the fine print kids but the games they play are like are like playground games but adult versions like survivor if you yeah or like um survival survivor but they die literal survivor so yeah the first one i I won't spoil it too much the first one happens in the first episode (laughs) so the first one is called red light green light which is essentially like werewolf in japan they have the Mm -hmm. same game you know someone looks and then someone turns around and then if you are moving you know you're out right and you have to try and get closer i was the asshole all along hey you're out huh you're out yeah so when you're out in this like they have this giant robot doll huge robot doll that like turns around and stares at you and it has like motion detecting eyes and it detects all of the people moving and then if it does they get shot with a sniper rifle it is brutal it is so brutal and really bleak but it's all like beautiful colors and like all of the sets are like mm, mm. like really that creepy yeah. kind of like pastel child horror thing um it's awesome i literally watched it in two days because i couldn't stop watching it every episode's about an hour long um the main character a guy called gihun he is the actor who plays him is amazing 
Um, there's some really great characters in it. There's like this girl who's a North Korean who came over and she tries to get money to bring her family over from North Korea to South Korea. Ah, it's really good. You watched it in dub, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, No, wait, wait. I watched it in sub. I don't don't think it has... I don't think it has English voices. You did. You got me. I was like, wait a second. What are you talking about? I don't think it has English voice acting. But it's subtitled. It does. It does. Okay, it does. Don't. The trailer's in English and I was just like, oh no. No, oh, please. No. It's like dark. Don't watch. It's like watching Parasite in in dub. Like, can you yeah. imagine? Or, or dark. <laughs> don't don't watch those. It, it, like the actors do incredible jobs, and in this, the acting is so good. It's brilliant, honestly. Um, and the characters oh. are great. The the actual individual characters, of course, you know, there's like two hundred people, and then it whittles down or whatever. But it's really, really good. Uh, I highly recommend it. I couldn't stop watching it. Yeah, and like, um, now I'm like, season two, please make a new season two. Please, 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 please. Yeah, I have that and Ted Lasso because everyone keeps talking about it. So yeah, both it. of them. I, I would be my TV of the year of the years. Like, I can't think of anything I've watched in a couple of years that has, have been as enjoyable as both of those. Two drastically different TV shows. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, thank you for tuning in to Liam's Netflix No Chill and Movie Watching Theater Time. Mm, Good mm. recommendations, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to watch that. Yeah, that looks up my alley quite a bit. Um, I think you'll, yeah, you'll bit, you'll start binging it. Like, and it does that typical thing where the episode ends and you're like, it's 3 a.m., but I, I really want to see what happens now. Tonight, definitely. I, yeah. I see this outline. Uh, you guys haven't played many games, huh? Nah. Yeah. Well, I I I've, I've played Tales of Arise. <gasps> no, no. I li- I've beaten Tales of Arise. Okay, don't spoil nah. it. Don't spoil it because I literally started today. Like like uh-huh. an hour before we jumped on this podcast, I finally got time to start playing it. So I'll just I'll just say okay yeah. I've. This is the first Tales game that I actually beaten because I started playing Vesperia and all the, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Interna or Sonata Tales of Zillia. Oh, uh, oh yeah, there's Sonata, there's Zillia, Zillia, Vesperia, Vesperia. Yeah. How do they come up with these names? Symphonia, Ves- Vesperia. Symphonia. That's what oh, it was. Symphonia makes sense though because it's all like music themed. Abyss. Yeah. This game held my interest completely. It is anime Yay. trash, but it's good anime trash. Like, <laughs> yay! <laughs> it, yeah, like it's just when I when I what, what did I say last time? I said hopefully it's just a little bit better than uh what was that that game that came out? Um, there's Cold Vein, and there was another one that came out, Scarlet Nexus. Just a little. Scarlet, you said if it's a little better than that. And Scarlet Nexus. It is it's... Absolutely a little bit better than that. Um, it's a lot better than that because the characters are actually. There's no annoying kid, uh, <laughs> like in Vesperia. Um, but yeah, like it's 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 a pleasant surprise because the combat is like playing. Um, hmm. It's like playing it's a Tales t- game. Mixed with Marvel vs. Capcom 2. <laughs> That's great. It to do, like, it, it starts off slow. It starts off real slow. And you realize, like, oh, the only difference between this Tales game and the other Tales game is that um, you can fall off of cliffs now. Like, that's pretty... And you can jump. <laughs> like, like, this is not some fucking... 
next revolutionary shit that people think no it's not it's it's just hell's game it looks a little better you now can rush up ladders and fall down cliffs like that's literally that's literally what it is but like it's just enough to be way better i mean miles better with riding combat everything even though sometimes the writing can be a little jumbled, but uh, I'll chalk it up to translation and maybe this game was just way too big for them to patch up all the holes. Like sometimes you'll like, like they'll say like, it'll be like the first time you're meeting like the owls, right? And you're like, no, no, I, I just, I just uh, got two owls before I got here. What do you mean? This is the first time you're seeing an owl. Like it's just a little weird stuff like that in the beginning. Uh, yeah. Just but it gets ironed pacing out. Pacing things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, they probably moved some stuff around and they were like, fuck it. People are not going to notice. And most people don't. Because we're going to notice complicated. we play too many. We play too many games. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Ooh, there, goes, uh, there goes Eddie. <laughs> you were, I, I'm happy to hear it because it's, it's the first PS5 game I've purchased. Because I played the demo and I really enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, I really kind of want to play this game. And... I was like, but I do want to play it on my PS5. You didn't do Demon Souls? No, not yet. No. Man, this is like that 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 three thousand dollar PC that you only use to play Minecraft joke. But like, I wasn't expecting to like Tales of Rise demo so much, and then I'm gl- <laughs> I'm happy to hear it's good. And I started playing it, and I was like, it does start off slow, but I was enjoying it. it. And slow. I was like, the writing is pretty decent. Yeah, it it, it there's a Very lot of talking. Story. There's a lot of talking. There's a lot of like just dissecting every single thing. Their combat, why she uses a weapon, like all the conversation. There's this this is romance that happens, you know, that you want to see the end of the game just to see and what would happen, how Japanese they fucking make it, and they definitely make it fucking <laughs> Japanese. Um it's it is worth. It is worth. It was worth my sixty bucks. It was worth my. I'm glad to have played it. Like that is the closest I've gotten to liking a JRPG. Um, other than like Demon Souls back in the day when I first played that, or some of the old PS2 days, and the last one is Persona. Yeah. Mm. Well, do you really want to like? classify demon souls as a jrpg i mean i guess but like one of the things i'm, I'm noticing in the videos is that the combat for tales of arise looks fucking sick it, it is. is the like, demo uh, is super impressive duh. like like there's all this this mid-air juggling like like gravity canceling combos and and really flashy switching between multiple characters it's so, so good so is JRPG combat finally okay? Well, for th- are, are we like finally out of the the ninety? Have all the memories of that that nineties random encounter that swaps you to a different map with different models, where everyone takes their turn? Is that finally gone now? I would love for it to be gone, but you know who knows. I'm glad. <laughs> like this is what Final Fantasy VII, like the remake, was pushing me towards. Oh. Like. This is the kind of combat that I want in JRPGs and, now. But yep, and it, isn't this the direction they're going in with sixteen two? Like they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah, doing some off DMC style combat for that one. Yeah, yeah, it is. 
Um, personally, I much prefer it, and that's why the Tales Arise demo really surprised I mean, the game looks beautiful, too. Um, so the combat was really impressive, and I enjoyed the the comboing and just how fun it felt to just wail away at things. It felt a bit... It felt like Devil May Cry light, but with, you know, as a JRPG. So I'm yeah, pretty... it's still flashy with numbers flying around, but it's, like, way more readable than I'm used to. It's, like, it's clean. Mm. I don't know if... Uh... It feels like if, a fighting game. If we can game. chalk that up to, it to high resolution. Or, it feels like a fighting game. Like it's, a, it's a big flashy light show, it's but you can actually tell what's happening. I, I would say the only thing is I, I, I wish some battles are just great. And then some battles are just like, oh, okay, I'm just hitting them. You know, like I'm talking about the boss battles. I'm talking about like boss battles. Like some battles are like, whoa, holy shit this is fucking awesome and then like it dwindles a bit sometimes and it's just like it's not like it's a bad boss fight but it's not like as good as some of the some of the other fights um i wish i mean it's a long game i mean what they accomplish i would say they did a good job they're better than all the other <laughs> shit that's long, been coming out how, this year so how long did it take i uh, let me look on uh, steam here it's probably like what, like probably like forty hours. That's okay. what how long average says. Uh, no, thirty six, thirty six hours. Okay, that's not too bad. No, shaved it down a bit from the average. You're a speedrunner. You don't even know it at this point. Yeah, well, faster than faster than normal. I wouldn't say speedrunner. I've seen those guys, and those guys are crazy. Oh, I want to say, um, since you guys haven't played games, uh, there is an indie. Oh, I did. I did play one game, but yeah, Matt, oh, yeah. go ahead. Oh, yeah, I see, I see Deathloop on it. I want to hear about that. Uh, I've yeah, been thinking if yeah, I should I'm even interested. try it or not. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm I, I, thought, into... I thought Matt would be coming in here being like, I already finished Deathloop. So <laughs> I, did, I, I did honestly think the, that. The, 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 thing, the, the big violence game of the of the winter. Yeah, I, I don't go at first into the violence much, but like it, be, Dishonored just... I don't know. I just don't want to play Dishonored. Is it Dishonored? I think Dishonored had some problems. No, I, like Dishonored really has like a super duper solid action stealth system that gives you way too many rewards for ignoring it completely is, is the thing. Yeah. And and Deathloop supposedly was like doing a lot to try and make sure that you do go loud. That I, I don't know. Liam actually can talk more about it, but it is something <laughs> yeah. I'm really, really interested in that I've read a lot I don't want to game Matt was going to talk about, but yeah, I can talk a little bit about Deathloop. Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead, go oh ahead. my god, I'm uh, sorry. We're all over the place. <laughs> no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, Deathloop, like, is it? Yeah, this, uh, yeah. Is so it I just... played. So I did. I did pick it up. I played about five or six hours of it actually. And the is first it... thing I noticed is there are so many mechanics that the game's tutorial, and it is a tutorial, is hmm. at least three to four hours long because the game, and, and that works in its favor because it is expertly designed to teach you the mechanics of the game without you kind of realizing it and it's very well paced because there's a lot of stuff you need to make sense of um at the same time my problems with dishonored that george just mentioned are totally valid with death loop too oh. i saw an argument today actually danny o'dwyer had posted about the ai in death loop and a lot of people complaining about the ai in death loop um and he was he was kind of in favor of where it's at, which is if it, totally his point because the idea is that Deathloop is meant to make you feel powerful. But it to me ultimately it doesn't. What it does is means that I use this nail gun constantly because all I have to do is shoot people in the head with a nail gun 
and they quietly fall and die and I can just mm. walk past everybody and I feel like a total waste of all of the mm. powers that the game is trying to give me. Um, mm. I, so I haven't... I, I mean, I, I do... There are aspects of Deathloop I really enjoy. I think the voice acting and the characters of Juliana and Cole are fucking... They're very good. Very, very good. It's some of the best, most natural voice acting I've heard in a while. Especially Colt. Whoa, it's very good. Um, and the moments when Juliana invades you and starts chasing you. Ooh, that's intense. It That actually feels quite scary. Um, but I have not died at all. And I'm terrible yeah. at games. And it's because all I have to do is shoot people in the head with a nail gun. It's quiet. AI That's... can get AI can notice dead bodies and will do nothing about it, and there's no reason for me to use any of the powers the game has given me. Like I, I literally, yeah, don't feel like that, I need to do anything. And I'm glad I didn't get is, it. Is such a familiar stealth game issue because because they like they're too afraid sometimes with, with dishonored you had the blink like that totally you get was, the blink was the in one this. and only move you needed the whole game yeah you get the blink in this and it's helpful because there's a lot of like backtracking because this is the other thing about death loop is you are going to be exploring Damn. the same environments there's like four or five of them um you're going to be exploring them over and over and over again in different phases of the day but they're essentially all the same environmental structure and i have to admit compared to dishonored Deathloops is kind of boring to me personally it felt quite small and quite boxed in there wasn't like secret rooms to go and explore and do stuffing it like especially up dumb which is the first area you kind of What's explore up, yeah weird name but just kind of boring like easy to move around you know not really any any well maybe there's like a a difficulty option or a mod or something that might could make that that nail gun a bit less overpowering it sounds like the tranquilizer in the middle of your solid it's it's not that it's that it's just that you can beat out the air and of course of course same as dishonored the creativity is there if you want to do it right if you can give you if you are a type of player who can give yourself goals and not have the game do it for you if you're able to just give yourself goals and be like i'm gonna blink and then i'm gonna push him and then i'm gonna stop him and i'm gonna throw a grenade and stick it to him or you know you freeze time turn his bullet around back at you him can, you can crazy yeah, yeah. stuff you can do you can do those things but if you're just an average punter who's playing the game, the game doesn't really, unless Juliana comes along, and even then with Juliana, all you're doing is pumping as many bullets as you possibly can into her, because otherwise she'll just kill you. Um, your health does get shredded pretty easily, but it's so easy to just get out of combat situations or essentially kill enemies because they 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 they're like wet tissue paper. Um, that it, the game doesn't that doesn't push you to explore that creativity very often. I don't know necessarily about later, of course, but at the same time, like, it's given me a lot of things already. I've explored every area. I've done a couple of days. Oh. And. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm good. Killed now, a couple of the, no, the I'm visionaries. I think, I I think if you like it, and if you like Dishonored, then you know what to expect, <laughs> right? Yeah. Three, three years from now, George finally plays Deathloop. <laughs> And when I do, there might be some options around that kind of can rebalance things for 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 greater greater George ability. I don't know. I um. Oh my god! 
That's crazy. I, I, I love me some stealth games, but absolutely am so familiar with that problem of a stealth game that will give you that one tool that just completely turns it into a like lightweight shooter game instead. Yeah, and like like, like a tranquilizer and, and MGS it, it, completely and you overshadows do not get a lot of cool things you can so do. So I like games that don't mind either, right? This game heavily leads into you should stealth, but at the same time, it gives you fucking loads of guns that you can just be like, all right, I'm just going to kill everybody. And then you can kill everybody. And y- y- although your health gets shredded, you literally have three lives uh, like for every run. And I don't Does it send you to the start or something. No, it rewinds you back a bit and makes you invincible. Um, oh, right. Because it's the loop. <laughs> no, no. Before you die and start another loop, you actually get three lives inside of one loop. That's cool. So do the do the people you die stay dead? It's, um, it's, it's almost it's it's almost like Sekiro's uh, combat twice. death. Mm. Yeah. But three times. Okay. Um, okay. and I have no idea, even me as a bad video gamer, I have no <laughs> idea how you can die three times in one loop. I, I like, there's not even enough enemies. I don't think that could do that. Um, personally, I know a lot of people are enjoying it. I think, but you know, I think the game's got a few questions. It's designed, the tutorial though is designed immensely well. And I, being a typical game designer thing, there's so many different mechanics and stuff going on that you can break. And there's all of this like in-game writing that I have, I'm just playing it and I'm getting anxiety thinking about how they made it and how the hell from a technical standpoint, they figured out how to get players not confused about all these things. So kudos to them for that. Cause yeah. It's gaming season, and there's so many games to play. That will be... That's going to be lower on the list. Speaking there's of which... Lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Dude, New World is coming out. I know no one cares about MMOs. Is that the I'm Amazon definitely... one? Mm-hmm. I heard some good stuff mm-hmm. about that. I'm going to play it's... the shit out of that game, for sure. Yeah, it's an MMO. Um, it's an M- yeah, get my MMO fill from it and move on. <laughs> nice. Um, Eastward. Oh, yeah. East Ward. 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 So everybody's raving about this. Cute. This. It looks gorgeous. Cute. Pixel art is top (sighs) tier. Nice. It is. Not only does it look good, but the animations for everything that would only be on the screen for two seconds is great like it's just <laughs> so good it's um it's not your typical i'm going to s- like go save the world type thing you're like playing this bum and this little <laughs> girl <laughs> this guy who doesn't speak and you just like um they don't really go back in the backstory yeah i haven't I'm, I'm like 10 hours in but like in the cutscene, you see that he finds this girl and he's been taking care of her. But you'd like never talk. She's the one who talks most of the time. And she's like cute and stuff and being a child. She looks adorable. Yeah, it, it's like it's it's more like you're you're playing this game to uh, uh, like be involved in stories as you move about the world. Instead of it being like, we need to go here and collect this this stone, this gem that's going to help us defeat the, the, the evil boss. No, it's just, you're just going through life almost. It, it's very, 
different. Um, I, I think, I think I haven't played uh, Mother or um, Earthbound. Yeah, it reminds me super heavily of Mother Three. I think, I think a lot of it because there's this game called Earthborn in there where oh. you can, you can, uh, yeah, you can play. Um, oh. <laughs> A game within a game, and there's like this, like uh, what do you, what do you call these machines where you put a quarter and you turn the knob, and something comes out. Those little uh, pods. Oh, like a gacha machine. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have those that you can use inside the game, and it has like a little RPG in the game. Yeah, it's crazy, Aww. and it's it's like a, and and people talk about it. Like it's it's very interesting how they layered these two games together, but like. It's it's kind of like Zelda. You go around. You, you have like a he's like a cook, so he like hits everyone with a pan, um, and then you get like weapons later on as well. She has like her own ability. Um, yeah, it's it's about this world that uh, is is like corrupted by this like diseased black thing that comes around and swallows everything up, and that's basically all you know you just kind of just trying to escape bullshit and that's pretty much it and then you meet and you do random stuff you help the circus you do this you do it. like it's just just random it's just what random shit is, is it's this? cute like it's like there's there's a, a black miasma you know the nothing is is invading the world and creating monsters that you fight with the frying pan mm-hmm. while like helping out the circus and dealing with real life problems yeah it, it's it's good it's good it's uh it's i gotta say like i enjoy every minute of it i it, it's i don't know if it's like the best game i ever played or anything like that but it's it just hits the spot of just good a good game that's just different from the stuff that you usually play, which is why I play indie games most of the time anyway. Because mm. um, that's the only way I can actually feel something. <laughs> yeah. this, this, this world is filled with fucking AAA Maybe you should stop trash. playing the Squid Game. Yeah, oh no. You I should think, join the Squid Game. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. But like that, that the the nail gun that Liam was talking about in Deathloop, like really brings up to light. I think a big interesting issue with AAA design, and that is how, and in Dishonored too, like there will be a lot of really interesting creative stuff going on, but still like something there to make it easy enough for mass audiences to get through the game and experience the the story and the artwork well enough without having the to cross over the accessibility hurdles of of a lot of more interesting, challenging stuff going on in gameplay, and I think it's a real, a real thing. Like like indie games, like like do not have to have a. a they don't have to have a tranquilizer crutch. gun. They don't have to they, have a crutch. They don't, they don't have to have to make a niche genre game mass marketable for mainstreams. So that's why the feeling is there. That's why that's why it's like eating fast food rather than. Than than your own HelloFresh.com slash bunny hop, you know? <laughs> Wait, do you do you have a HelloFresh? I don't have a HelloFresh sponsorship, but I do have a HelloFresh subscription I've been using. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I might do the same, actually. Yeah, so no, be. it's it's a little more expensive than the grocery store, but it's uh, it cuts out the middleman, and the recipes are always really good, and it, it's uh, amazing yeah. having, like, carrots and veggies around the house in your diet that, well, I guess that wouldn't be as hard for, you know, you, but, 
Um, yeah, I, for, I eat my for, fruits and vegetables, George. For a, for a fat, disgusting slob like me, oh. uh, buying carrots at the grocery <sighs> okay. store does not come. Okay. It does not come naturally. Like, like I'll, I'll buy some salad and make a George salad and whatnot. But like carrots and sweet potatoes, like things that actually still taste bitter as an adult, when when you you get over your fear of veggies, that's. I mean, I'll eat them, but I won't buy them. HelloFresh fixes that problem. Go to HelloFresh.com and sponsor us, please. Uh, anyways. Yeah, uh, I, games. I, I'm, I think I'm going to play Eastwood at some point. It, it's just the pixel line is too beautiful to ignore. And um, I've seen it going around a lot. I just kind of wondered what the combat was. I'm not really in the mood for something that's a lot of talking, 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 talking. But I do feel like I really want to. Especially considering the mother comparisons, I do want to. Oh yeah, it, there's give definitely it a, a, lot, it's a lot of talking for sure. I mean, but it, it like constantly goes. Like the maps are not huge, like mm. or dungeons or areas or whatever you want to call it. Like they're not huge. It's straight to the point. Like it's it's nice. It's clean pacing. Very clean pacing. Cool. Yeah, I some I, pretty I, some good stuff this week. You know, even really Deathloop is a stuff. good time, right? I feel yeah. like we're in oh, that yeah. we're in that end game of like every year where just all of a sudden every game that comes out is like a banger and a banger and a banger right like sable came out today or yesterday i saw that yeah and like you know sable's getting good reviews and what about the bridge the bridge of spirits that that game what is that yeah kenya kenna kenna came Mm -hmm. out and that that got surprisingly good reviews as well i need Um, to play that next yeah yeah so you're going for kenna over death loop huh fuck yeah I don't want to play on fucking, okay. fucking death. I don't like Dishonored that much. Like, I beat the first one, and that was it. I was done. The second one, I tried to get into it, like, three times. It's I another did, gun see, game. I don't, I don't know. Like, when I'm in the mood, maybe, but probably not. Uh, uh, what, what, what about Battlefield 2042, then? Because that's soon. They They just delayed it. It was scheduled to be, like, okay, it's... It was scheduled to be November. I'll probably I'll probably play that because I haven't played a Battlefield game in years. Uh, years. I would love to um to uh be a medic and res- resurrect people that constantly run into danger over and over and over again. Uh, the Halo Infinite free to play mode. Um, that's that's gonna be. I mean, I'll probably play Halo. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely playing for the campaign at least. Like that's November that's is gonna be actually November one... is gonna be a big month, guys. Legendary. Well, October, gonna be October huge. as well, because I mean, I'm not gonna play it, but Far Cry Six of course will come out, and most people. Yeah, are fuck out. Far Cry Six. But one yeah, game I am gonna yeah, play. Yeah. I am gonna play, uh, and this is of course not just because of my face being in it, but. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy got um, previews today, and I read some of them, and people said it was really fun and stuff. So I'm like, I was already kind of in, in and, it, and I and now I, I feel like I'm with, gonna with play. All the with all the publicity you're getting now, though, we have to do an official disclaimer that that's not your official likeness, just an unofficial. On October 26, play as me in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it just won't say his his name on the credits or under the model because yeah. you know they're shafting you out of the yeah. royalties you're owed for that. Of course, just want to give a real official gamer disclaimer here. <laughs> <coughs> it's Liam's Guardian of the Galaxy. Okay. After after you have your say in court, it will be on the box. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure Square Enix realize this or Idis Montreal. One of them's gonna reach out to me about this. But no, so the the previews came out and I I I, I have an interest in the game anyway, especially after the most recent PlayStation thingy, um, which showed it off a bit more. I didn't realize oh, it was coming yeah. so soon, but it looked really promising. And then thankfully, the previews are kind of backing that up, saying it actually is kind of interesting. So definitely going to play that. That's something that happened between the last episode and this one, though, was a big ass PS5 showcase that was like kind of sort of showing how the corporations are shifting away from from e3 to have uh, events throughout the whole year instead so there were a shitload of announcements there that i actually forgot to put on the outline but um they're they're doing a marvel spider-man too uh they're remaking knights of the old republic <laughs> they're um <laughs> which just said a, a one of the the logo teasers so i don't we don't get to know what next gen remake of knights of the old republic looks like yet but uh yeah they're the, the next year and the year after are also looking like 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 video games might be a little closer to back to normal again i mean yeah we'll get through these things and then it'll be january and it'll be it'll be elden ring time and god of war ragnarok, ragnarok is uh, is gonna be a thing um some 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 next gen uh style visuals can be seen in that trailer uh the 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 hack and slash korean game project eve i made a really embarrassing mistake on twitter when i thought it was a, a japanese game at first because i mean fuck me right um <laughs> but yeah I, I think it's just so cute how, like, biblical imagery and biblical language is so boring and dry and dusty for Western audiences. But for, for, for Asian audiences, they have these video games where you play as, like, a big-titted, big-ass warrior woman named Eve who's slashing her way through the Nephilim to, like... <laughs> like, 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 uh, uh, liberate the divine realms from, from... The evil corruption of their own creation, like they turn Bible stuff into the the sickest, raddest shit. Uh, what else was there? Oh, Uncharted Four. The the spinoff games are are getting remastered too. I, I yeah, guess we'll always. Alan Wake is getting remade. That's a weird, a weird choice. We Alan we, Alan. How many Alan Wakes have there been? The, there it's was been Alan one. Wake. And then a, a spinoff named Alan Wake's American Nightmare. Yeah, it was a DLC. Uh, I actually really enjoyed Alan Wake. Oh my god! So I'm not going to play it again, but I did really enjoy it when it first came out. <laughs> I, 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 a, I don't know. What, it's like a cult classic, so I don't know. Is it's it? It's such a tech demo game for for the sixth gen consoles. I wonder how the really? uh, jump is going to look like. I yeah, thought it was I, really impressive was back trash. in the day. I was I really enjoyed okay, it. but the graphics were were gorgeous. The, the like a, environments like a, were gorgeous. It was like a kind of a reborn Silent Hill to me, kind of. Yeah, but I it's wish it didn't have any the... Silent Hill game that's come out since what? True. Homecoming. Since Alan Wake. Yeah, Homecoming was. Uh, yeah, like it's Shattered Pol- Memories was the last good one, and that was like 2006 or something. 2007. Is that the one on the Wii? Which was the one on the Wii? It's the one on the Wii with the really awkward <laughs> sex scene. <laughs> the one with the oh, way you, you have to run away from things. Yeah. 
And and take the psychologist survey at the beginning about what your biggest phobias are so the game can exploit them against you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was neat. Alan Wake was, was, was neat. Um, but yeah, remember, like, the whole ordeal with the game was, was having to shine a flashlight on monsters and then shoot them with a gun a few times. But it, uh, was a really big showcase for, for cutting edge lighting and, and shadow techniques at the time. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they try, now with the, the next gen switching over, phasing in another one, if they're gonna try going for, for another, uh, impressive, hard hard-hitting tech demo experience or uh, sticking with what was impressive and hard-hitting 10 years ago. Um, it was, was, uh, I doubt we care about Gran Turismo 7. Oh, oh, but Liam's favorite game of all time, Grand Theft Auto 5. <laughs> when you said Gran Turismo, uh, I got chills because you started with Grand and then you actually yeah, did say Grand Theft Auto 5. So. suspense. Grand Theft Auto Five is is getting another remastered. With did you this, see this the game. like? Did you see the response though from people? Ooh. Are are people hating on it? Oh, the, it got. What is it? People, the kids say massively ratioed. Ratioed. Massively. Let's see that YouTube dislike meter. Massively yeah. Yeah, ratioed. I, I mean, it's not that I'm like angry about it or anything, but it's pretty, 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 pretty funny that. That keeps coming out. It like, was like, like three generations over ten years. And you're like years. watching it, and you're like, "Hmm, yeah, I guess." <laughs> well, I, I, mean, <laughs> I can sort of empathize with the whole like. It, it kind of sort of feels like it grind, twist the dagger into that whole like. Oh, there's ten years to wait between Elder Scrolls bitching that I do, but like I, I have less of an investment in the Grand Theft Auto series. But yeah, it's kind of weird. Come to think of it, that's, that's takes more than ten years to make uh, a sequel for a, a big triple a explorathon type of game oh um, i imagine uh, they're fully i'm i'm uh, positive they are fully in development on the next one they just they have a cash cow that they can milk and they will milk man. it because even if it gets ratioed it doesn't matter welcome back oh, to los santos kids that's what i wanted to ask you um i don't think i got a chance to ask you you, did you did you watch the uh, Free Guy? No, I didn't actually. Did you? Did, you you, you did. spoke about it last time, I right? I spoke about it last time, and there's this developer, the head developer, that's super wacky. Do you? Is, is did you see Waiti? any? Yeah, I, I, it's Taika Waititi, right? What is? Does he uh, remind you of any head? Heads that uh, you've worked for? In the <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, but he, he just comes across as an asshole. So, yeah, he could. He could remind okay, me okay, of Okay, okay. I'm going to have to ask you something as a podcast. Now I'm thinking about it. Like, you, probably wouldn't, you probably wouldn't say it out loud. Okay, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He, did, he seems like an asshole in the trailers. And <laughs> so, I imagine he, of course, seems like some bosses. The GTA 5 PS5 trailer has 226 dislikes on YouTube and uh, 226k and 30k likes. It's I've never I've what exactly are people hating that it doesn't look as good like as PC with mods or something? That's selling GTA 5 again (laughs) without doing anything. Doesn't Todd do it all the time with Skyrim? 
the the childhoods we grew up on had us expecting a, a new sequel for whatever franchise we we give money to every like three four years. It's it's that thing, you know. It's the ten years to create a new Elder Scrolls gripes. Yeah, mm. I'm not gonna buy that. <laughs> I bought a PS4 <laughs> copy of Red Dead Redemption Two and never played it, and now that I. Now that a PC copy of it exists that's going to run smoother and be cheaper, I kind of regret it. I, I wish I had done that. I, I don't know. Never mind. I, I'm just going to You know what I want? Persona die. 5 for PC. When is that coming out? <laughs> Isn't that actually have supposed to be Have you not had enough, out? Matt? Have you, have you had enough no, PC? No. Persona's really you got good. Persona 5, <laughs> you, got, you got Persona 5 Strikers on PC. Is that oh, not good enough? Fuck that. I don't want that fucking... Uh, what do you call this? A warrior? Muso. Muso. Muso shits, man. I don't want that. Muso shits. I don't want that, man. And plus it has spoilers in it. I want to I wanna fucking play the first one first. I want Royal, dude. I want Royal on PC. God damn it. I want Royal on PC. Someone make it happen. Maybe. That's what the big Persona like 25th anniversary announcement will be. It'll be like, and now, announcing a brand new game, Persona 5 Royal for PC. <laughs> I'm okay with that. And I, I, will, I will buy it day one, George. For eighty dollars. <laughs> For eighty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> well, then just try and remember what it was like when you didn't have eighty dollars to throw around while you do it. What That's do you, all I ask. What do you mean eighty dollars to throw around? If it's something, I, I gotta support developers, right? Well, you want me to do steal it? Well, not Persona. If it was GTA, on the other hand, steal it. Uh, steal it. Steal my name back. <laughs> Take it like, back. Like. Like Marvel stole your face. Yeah, God, everyone's doing me dirty this month. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll try not to take that personally. <laughs> uh, oh, you said we were gonna talk about it, and this man just. <laughs> 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 we were listeners are like what what are you talking about doing dirty like, what are you, what's happening? you will what's never like? know <laughs> people i'm more interested in doing the dirty Whoa. <laughs> um Whoa. anyways with that, the news <laughs> i i should we do new i mean i have the the mildest of of media experiences that were kind of fun things to go through but they're not video games what have you been uh, doing, Have you entertained uh, yourself? Usually news nah, is what entertains I, I, you. It is, it is. And, and the news this week did entertain me, which feels like doing other people dirty the longer it goes on. But anyways, um, I, 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 yes. I opened up the can of Hunt Showdown again and played too much oh, of that this week. Oh, no. And well, that's the thing. That. I, 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 but I, I, um, I'm also replaying um, the Subnautica games. But I also had a much more pleasant evening hanging out with some old Discord friends and watching a movie. I finally got around to seeing the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, good the, movie. Um, Wes Craven. So not only uh, do you wait years to play games, you also wait years to watch movies, huh? Uh, yes. 
I'm giving you shit. I, <laughs> I wonder how how many years I'll, I'll I'll be kicking around living. Anyways, um, yeah, Fantastic Mr. Fox is is like 12 years old at this point, and it was it was fun. It was good. I don't regret it. But at the same time, I wonder if like some really weird production fuckery was happening behind the scenes here because it feels like an adult cartoon that got turned into a children's movie that's based on a beloved Raul doll children's book that has a completely different style and tone that also switches moods and themes halfway through the movie that also ultimately stars and embraces and celebrates a a very a kind of anti-hero protagonist which is weird for a children's movie too like he's I, not a moral yeah. role model for the kids i think it's great <clears throat> i love the movie i, I thought it, it's one of my favorite animated God, movies it still looks and good it still brilliant. looks good well, well what about the close-ups on the faces though because like like I I was noticing another thing where like the backgrounds and landscapes and the character models full body look fine, but when there's a close up on a character's face, it's a little terrifying. Well, yeah, I mean, it's all I just like puppets it. anyway. So well, Cute they, they kind of look like like dead animal taxidermy <laughs> puppets, and and I'm. <laughs> I'm posting some some screenshots of of some of my least favorite faces from the Fantastic Mr. Fox, so maybe you guys can can have a, a harsh blast from the memory to compare with the nostalgia. But this movie will go from looking cute and adorable and absolutely aesthetically pleasing to these horrifying nightmare faces, and I'm wondering, like, was that the intention? Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> And it, okay. it, I like I like that movie a lot. I think yeah. it's one of Wes Anderson's like underappreciated. Oh, but when I saw Grand Budapest Hotel, I was a wreck by the end. Yeah, I was oh, laughing. I was crying. Oh. I did not question anything in Grand Budapest Hotel. I thought it was one of the best movies I've ever seen. So that's kind of yeah, where my expectations it were. It's the for... same tone as Fantastic Fox. It's happy. It's sad. It gets dark. It's Jesus literally about like Nazis. Christ. Come on. Um, Correct. And 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 also, I uh, I I just just sort of wonder if if the second half of the movie was supposed to be as full of like like body humor gags and pratfalls and slapstick as as the first half of the movie seems to suggest, which is all clever dialogue and fun cutaway gags and quippiness and uh also mr fox's accent as portrayed by george clooney is fun and everything but everyone else is british and he's not and it kind of threw me off throughout the whole thing (laughs) i can't remember it i can't remember it that well whether or not but i found the voice acting great i thought george clooney and bill murray did a great job i i i i i did not think to question anyone else's voices, which I guess means they were they were good. But but Mr. Fox himself, you could tell, was George Clooney rather than a British fox. I think that was the mission to though. steal rabbits. I think he was meant to be a suave fox. I mean, I still think I can stand the fox from Zootopia more. 
Oh, if okay. I if I'm if I'm rolling around in oh. bed at night thinking of like a, a, a heroic handsome dad with a sense of humor and a criminal streak, the fox from Zootopia is still maybe holding a bigger place in my heart. Well, I don't even know how to respond to this. Come on, Mr. Fox versus Nick Wilde. Let's make a Smash Brothers spinoff starring everyone's favorite furry CGI children's or, or claymation style characters and, and have them battle. Because I, I think, I bet Nick Wilde, the, the, the fox from Zootopia, would totally kick the fantastic Mr. Fox's ass. Wow. We're yeah. having battles now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Husbandu well, battle. Let's didn't, go. Didn't expect we'd be here, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. we, we go all sorts of fun places on this podcast. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. He, by himself. <laughs> and then... And then and then and then and then we we go to low places like like the news. Um, I mean, we <laughs> already <laughs> like like briefly mentioned some fun announcements from that PlayStation fo- uh, uh, showcase. But in in harder news, there's uh, the Blizzard lawsuit lawsuit is escalating. The um, U.S. government Security Exchange Commissions is now investigating. A lot of their higher up legal and financial people are resigning. And a communications workers union is filing a lawsuit against them related to unfair labor charges regarding the harassment and exclusionary promotions. Um, another big Sega arcade in Tokyo is closing down. The uh, Ikebukuro Gigo. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Liam, am I saying that wrongly? You said Ikebukuro wrong, but I don't know about Ikibukuro. the second one. Ikebukuro. Uh, I remember this one. I I have been to to this one. Yeah, it's the big red one. That's why it's the big yeah, red. The big one. red one's closing down. It's iconic. It's gonna be a, a big red something else in a in a while. Probably fashion. Probably uh, shops. Quantic Dream has won a a lawsuit in the French libel courts against the publication who put out their initial allegations about him. Uh him i just said him about quantic dream bosses we we all know the one um photoshopping people onto dildos and nude models and stuff uh it turns out that the publication either did not want to or could not want to give up their sources identities to further proof their allegations against them and that they they that quantic dream one there is a higher standard for burden for proof in libel and defamation cases in non-American countries as a general rule. So I'm not too hung up about this, especially since they've also had anonymous lawsuits from people circulating around similar complaints of uh, the, the harassment that LeMond was reporting on. But uh, yeah, the, the, the battle over harassment on both sides of the pond is is continuing and going both ways against the uh, evil bosses in America and at least one small way maybe towards the evil bosses in, in, in France. Uh, but the big news this week is that the epic lawsuit is dot 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 over question mark. We're going to be hearing news of Apple and well, epic, I guess, would be the one trying to appeal, but they both came away worse than they started while at the same time setting up a future for a digital mobile app industry that may be slightly brighter than the present. 
the law the, the the lawsuit ended with the judge deciding that you both lose. Um Apple is hereby permanently restrained from prohibiting developers from including a call to action to pay on a external third-party store that will not give them their 30% cut. Meanwhile, Epic, for so blatantly, knowingly, provably uh, violating their contract with Apple and, and uh, releasing a, a pre-canned hashtag free Fortnite social media awareness campaign for the kids the second they knowingly broke the rules and expected their, their game to get taken off the the iOS store they're they're not allowed to go back uh, they they the judge decided that they broke the rules that Apple is totally legal and allowed to uh take their their store down or their app down and they also have to pay Apple 30% of um of of the revenue that they have earned in that time mm. uh the judge also agreed that I think this was I did not predict for for the judge to change the rules for there to allow more more third party app sales on on the iOS marketplace that didn't go to my prediction but what i was predicting is that their uh epic's argument over apple being a monopoly would get totally blown out of the water that did happen um, the opinion paper published says that while the court finds that Apple enjoys considerable market share of over 55% and extraordinarily high profit margins, these factors alone do not show antitrust conduct. Success is not illegal is uh, the, the language used. That's a scary <laughs> phrase to think about, though, when you think of how many ways you can become legally successful and oh, ways oh, that absolutely. are not good. <laughs> <laughs> I am a successful drug dealer, sir. Can you please? <laughs> oh, Let me off. It's, uh, it's fentanyl and opioids I give to my patients. Yeah, you know, nothing wrong there, right, kids? Nothing uh, wrong. I'm a very successful murderer. I'll have you now. I I, I get paid by the prisons, the for-profit prisons, to uh, put death row inmates out of their misery. Yes, yes, yes. It's a it's a big business. Um, actually. The court did not find that it's impossible, only that Epic Games failed in its burden to demonstrate that Apple is an illegal monopoly. So Epic came away as the bigger of the two losers, even though one of the goals they wanted still came through. It's a really, really interesting verdict that I think opens a lot of interesting possibilities for the future. I... I... I would expect there to be a slightly larger amount of better mobile games, a much larger amount of worse mobile games with worse pop-up ads uh, directing you through annoying messages to go to stores elsewhere from from the Apple Store. I, I, I do not suspect this will cause much of a dent in Apple's budget or... Uh, I... Or, or or too much of an experience for 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 your more hardcore yes, I don't mobile think game so. connoisseurs who like the three or four good mobile games that come out a year. Maybe maybe now that that there's a little bigger, wider of a funnel of money coming to them, there maybe there'll be like five to seven good mobile games a year. <laughs> well, Epic put their money where their mouth is and actually went to tackle the problem. I have to give them kudos for that, and especially if it does open a a better mobile marketplace and rev share for all developers, not just, of course, huge ones like Epic. But they did put their money where their mouth is and follow this thing through, even though they kind of lost and so did Apple. Yeah, Epic actually the- didn't really lose, I think. I think it's as expected. 
probably. But this, what is going to be the problem is the long-term tail. At first, I thought they won. I think everybody did. It takes a slightly closer reading of, of the verdict to realize that, like, oh, you both lost... One of you bigger than the other. It's just you're like kind of sort of making a sacrifice so smaller companies can can get thrown a little bit of a bone from 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 all the trouble and 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 something like thirty million dollars they spent on this thing. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, an unexpected outcome. I, I want to say like reluctantly positive, slightly positive outcome compared to what I think people were expecting from from two absolutely questionably moral um, industry heavyweights slinging stuff at each other like, sir, do you know you were marketing a nude banana to children? Sort of arguments in the court. Do you guys remember that? It's just a banana man. It's just a banana man. It's just a banana man. What is this nudity? (laughs) (laughs) And when he wears the tuxedo, he is uh, Agent Peely, correct, your honor? (laughs) What the fuck universe do we live in? God oh, we also it. got to find out how much the uh, Epic Store exclusivity deals are. That uh, the, the lowest games on the list get 50k, and the highest games on the list get like 200k, and then GTA 5 got 2 million. Damn. Where's, so, my, where's my money? Where's my money? <laughs> it's weird to think that like the bright spots for for my my days over the past two years have been reading updates on the Epic Apple lawsuit. <laughs> Which is how how I know that I'm a old miserable curmudgeon, but but yeah, what a what do you, what do you guys think, Liam? Do you have some some special industry insight as as one who has made uh, uh, big fancy mobile games before and how the 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 economics of that situation works? What do you think is is going to be the, the, the only change thing here? I can hope? The only thing I hope out of this is that it just means that all storefronts take a look at themselves before they get attacked by developers in terms of like what is a complete. You know, I think Valve is the other key one, really, in terms of, like, complete market cornering, therefore, that are untouchable. And, you know, Epic are in that wheelhouse now. Um, I think we'll feel ripples of just how much storefronts take ripples. money from people. I mean, 30% is, is huge, right? So... So it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of fucking money. If you are a game developer and you sell your game and you make 100k... 30k of that money goes to Apple just for putting it on there. It's insane. Kind of makes you think about taxes, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck taxes. And you have to pay your taxes on top of that, you know? (laughs) But Apple don't pay taxes, and Google don't pay taxes. They get your 30%. When, when when you have to owe as a self-employed person in the United States, it really really brings to light like why Republicans exist. Do you have an it LLC? It sucks. Do you have an LLC? Yeah. Oh, okay, thank God. I, I, thank I, God. No, it doesn't change anything. It on my does. Mind. You save like five thousand dollars at least. Not me. You need to get a better. Uh, you need to get a better. Yes. Uh, you need to get a better manager. I need to get a better life. Uh, hey, you guys want to answer some questions? <laughs> Speaking of better lives, yes. I hope these guys have better lives than I do. Oh my god, you need to listener questions. If you, you want to send us listener, you have a yeah, dog, but but it wasn't big enough We're... to fill the hole, and I ended up me and Liam are just, just lonely. Tired. Me and Liam are just a small dog. 
<laughs> just you should have been a big dog. Lonely. And it yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't more. have a, a ch- choice of dog. Dogs don't choose to exist. We all should have dogs. There's like five million dog pets and nah, eight million unowned <laughs> dogs. There are more dogs that need homes than not. I wish. And uh, and I and, truly wish and, I could. And they they have yeah. like feelings and dreams and some degree of intelligence they deserve decent lives uh anyways agree listener questions if you'd like to to send in listener questions uh, uh to maybe improve our lives a little bit with mail them in to dad and sons podcast gmail.com inbox is a little dry been a while but the patreon <laughs> is always popping up uh we just popping in our Patreon Discord channels as well. I got a couple of those on the list. Uh, first up's a silly one from the inbox, though. Addison M. is going to ask us, if you had to form a barbershop quartet, who would be your fourth member and what would you sing? Ooh, who would be our fourth member? <laughs> Nitro We would sing <laughs> She Shanties. Say that again. Sea Shanties. Say it Did again. Say three, sh- yeah, say it three times faster. See shanties, she shanties, she tanties. <laughs> she tanties. That was panties. for free. Panties. Uh, I think. I think we definitely need to balance this sausage fest. It would have to oh. be a woman. It would have yeah, to Matt be. is the Matt is the baritone, of course. Wait, not me. me George me, is me, the me. mid. I'm the. I'm not the bass. No, no. Uh, George no, is like Matt. high. George is high. He's not, I don't think he's higher than me. The voice in my head is not high. <laughs> when I hear myself talk, it doesn't sound high. <laughs> he's, it's uh, when he screams, you know? He could be like this. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. talking about the where things, aren't we? Where? Also, it doesn't specifically say who. So we could choose anybody right. in the entire world to oh. balance this out. Oh, really? Rihanna, then. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Fucking Rihanna. You she probably do high and bass. So. <laughs> or Adele or somebody. You know, oh, Adele. Oh, my God. But I would be One crying. Del, I wouldn't be able please. to sing. I'll be crying hearing her sing. I'm like, yeah. hey, God damn, girl, I'd like, so got sing it. Skyfall, please. Please sing oh, Skyfall Jesus. for me. <laughs> Dude, that is the, Adele's the worst person to be listening to during rough times. Okay. <laughs> You add a little weed to that, and then you're just like, you're just, oh, you're just, just a puddle. Your tears yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ice cream, away. just barrels and barrels of ice cream, dude. Oh, Fucking rocky road. What <laughs> would we sing though? So sea shanties is fine, but what, is there anything else? There, there, there should be a lot of good choices. You know, singing along is such an important human experience mm, that I feel agreed. is something everyone in history enjoyed up until radio and and records and uh the the early terms they used was canned opera because people were so much used to singing and and the bars together and the taverns going to to the operas and the theaters for their their evenings entertainment and now it's uh like I, th- I feel like that is one of the reasons sea shanties got so popular over the pandemic is that synchronizing with your fellow humans feels good in a way that that has kind of fizzled out of the human experience since uh, music became manufacturable and recordable. When you read Lord of the Rings, that is how they occupy their time marching through the mountains is, is singing songs. And uh, when 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 
You read tales of of old labor. That's that's how workers would occupy their time is singing songs and yeah. And I I wonder if we're missing that. Like if we were born in a time where where this important part of being human, something we can do that animals can't do, is is something we're just missing out on. I think we should go for the classics like Brown Sugar by the Rolling Stones or <laughs> China Girl by. David Bowie. Wait, wait. Or, so, like, why, why songs about be? <laughs> why, or why illegal are you alien picking? by Genesis? You know, just why like ooh, that's a good one. Pick, or, I've been singing that recently. You, why are you picking all these songs about being horny for ethnic minorities? <laughs> I'm, I'm picking racist songs. That's what I'm picking. <laughs> and Leo just got caught up in that shit. Oh, I'm an illegal alien. Because, because, because we're talking about old times. I don't know. I, I, even if the songs were racist sometimes, I think... Oh, I boy. Think that, that... Just pause, pause. Pause. Don't finish that sentence. Just don't... I understand. I'm probably like 10% of the audience racist. we have here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The winds are just, just being handed out. Um. But it's still like like a, a fun experience, right? Like nowadays we do it in karaoke, but it feels like you could do it anywhere. Oh yeah. We can sing Hotel California cuz why do we need a karaoke machine to sing Hotel California with our friends? We don't. I know we don't. Much all the lyrics. It's capitalism. <laughs> it's, it's all capitalism, corrupting art. But it's still fun. Karaoke, that is, not singing racist songs. That's not fun. <laughs> so Brown Sugar is a racist song, huh? Okay. I just looked up a list. I guess I'm just going to have to have to put that one in the but, desk I mean, now. I'm not of, allowed to listen to Brown Sugar anymore. I mean, a lot, a, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things uh, you notice were pretty fucking wrong. This is what I said one time, and it got cut out. Okay, this was years ago. George has something fever. <laughs> this for people who remember TLVG podcast, this is exactly this is this is what I said to get this reaction. He's like, That's disgusting, Matthew, or something like that. And I got like, been a sound bite for like for so long. I wonder if we still have that. I missed it. What is going on now? Yeah. I don't know, but it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's Clip like, it. that's disgusting, Matthew. And like, <laughs> you'll remember it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the only fever I have is uh, uh, a fever for, for, for life, right? <laughs> Yeah. Typer on Discord has another question. Mm-hmm. Hey, dads, we got our first real hoodie season where I live in southeast Michigan, which means there's now going to be tons of rain and chilly, damp weather that doesn't stop, and the sun is going to disappear behind gray clouds forever. This instantly triggered something in my brain to open up a window, load up steam, and play Half-Life. That's my question. Do you have a personal, inexplicable brain connection between a video game or series and the weather or seasons? Huh? <laughs> well, I I always do a Halloween Bloodborne night. Oh, or really? that's good. I like that. Oh, it's so good. It's like such that. a good Halloween game. I never do any of these things. I don't understand. I've I've heard that before. You play scary mm-hmm. games on scary nights. I just go yeah. out and dress <laughs> up. Oh, okay. He's a social animal over here. Yeah, I have friends. I'm animal. at visual. But no, <laughs> no. But that's also that's also stereotypical though. 
like going out and dressing up like everyone does that shit you see that shit in shows oh sure. everyone warm does it's so easy what do you mean what do you, wait 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 what what <laughs> i don't know what's happening here but no people I, do yeah like yeah i i understand what you mean halloween yeah. everybody tends to go out no, I, everyone has a cool, sexy party with all their their eight hundred friends. I think my point <laughs> is that the stereotype is that everybody goes out. Not yeah. everybody stays at home playing Bloodborne. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what are you doing in between going out? Like, I, I That's surely a long you game, play George. Long and well, stressful game. I don't play game. all the way through it. I don't play all the way through most things. I just play Bloodborne a couple nights over Halloween and hopefully get to the the the, the Charno Lane where all the witches live because that that is a Halloween as fuck level. But I mean, it it it, it gives me the vibes that uh, that I think my body's circadian rhythm needs for that time of the year. We're all just like little specks on a planet rotating around a sun. We have seasonal body schedules based on where that planet is and its rotation and and uh our our we got billions of years of dna in us of of ancestors who had to adapt to each season or survive so i think there's something a little comforting about having a routine attached mm -hmm. to the seasons in japan they're so obsessed with changing everything for every season right liam they they love talking about how fried oh, chicken it's in, whatever season fried chicken in in uh, on christmas right kfc yep Weirdest, Don't they like change the school uniforms heard. for for the seasons and like change the the television programming lineup? Like, isn't anime marketed by the season? I mean, I don't know, but like as it gets towards Christmas and stuff like that, I do feel the need or urge to play. Oh yeah, blanket Christmas. blanket blanket games, security like, blanket games. Yeah, yeah, Christmas makes me want to play N sixty four. Not yeah, any N sixty four games. Just it. I yeah, just want to hold the controller. Yeah. Just on like a tube TV. Games. Yeah, I, I yeah, get the urge I, to play more retro games. And I, and, I have yeah. to try this out because I I just don't I don't do this stuff. That's very so interesting. Well, to me. maybe you've ascended. I play. I I do. I do watch. I do like watch like. I don't know movies and stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's very similar. Like I would li watch movies or listen to music. For me, Christmas is is, is like more music yeah. orientated for sure. Like yeah, but something to to trigger that. Oh, I gotta bundle up for the winter and and hold yeah. all my food for for months and prepare to die because this is when it's likely to happen. For me, it's routine. more cartoons actually. Mm. I, I definitely watch animated hit by stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always want to play a Zelda game during summer. Maybe it's the oh, strong God. association with childhood summers, but Zelda feels like a summertime adventure. Hmm. I, I, here's one that's uh, out of the ordinary. I I love during Christmas time when you go out or you go shopping for people or whatever like that. There's Christmas music. There's like... You know, oh. all the lights are up. I love that shit. Oh, me too. God. I love that I'm, shit. I'm, I am a absolute sucker for Christmas. It is the yeah. only time of the year I get homesick being in Japan. Oh God, because I, I I have that music stuck in my head from working too many shifts over Christmas. Oh yeah, 
So like all and the, the bells were ringing out for Christmas Day. That's the worst to work retail during holidays. Yeah, it's like that the worst. Right. All, all three of us have. All three yes. of us have done that, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. And you're just like, why am I not fucking home eating yeah. good fucking why, food? Why do I suddenly hate everybody? everything? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm surprised to hear you guys say that because I feel like if we asked the question a few years ago. When we all had more retail-oriented jobs, you two would be like, oh, I hate Christmas retail season and how the, the music loops no. forever and how the, the annoying no, decorations hate, will get smashed up by customers inevitably. And yeah, yeah. I like we Christmas. Hate, I hate, we hate people. <laughs> re, yeah, we hate the re, working <laughs> retail. That has everything to do with the job, not the, the, mm. not the, the actual holiday. Anything can it's be shit true. with the wrong people. And working retail sucks during that during that time because people are stupid and gross and and I don't know, they're angry cuz they can't get their fucking I don't know, whatever thing for their kid yeah, or girlfriend. Or yeah, like it's just like they take it out on everybody and they're going to the first person they're going to take it out on is you. And that's why I try to be nice when I'm fucking inside these stores now. Even even when they're giving me attitude, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna find somebody else. <laughs> I'm just, just yeah, you know, I it's tend just, to yeah, try and stay away during I'm, that period. I've been there, and that's why I left it. I've been there. I not don't want to do that. Anymore. Selling Wiimotes to old grandmothers who didn't know what a Wii was was yeah. But that didn't ruin the music for you guys? Because it absolutely Mm -hmm. did for me. I can't stand Christmas music anymore. It's like when I stop reviewing games. I enjoy games way more. Way more. I used to do it Yeah, when I was a kid, I would be like, oh, my parents would play the same goddamn Christmas songs all the time. But now I'm an adult, and I choose to do it. I'm like, yeah, wham, last Christmas, let's do it. (laughs) I don't want to hear wham's last Christmas. (laughs) For me, me, it's got a little bit of a different tone. Because because if (laughs) I'm entirely honest, Christmas in the UK is the best period being in the UK. Our winters are dark and horrible, and they last forever. But Christmas is this bright light that is... And it's easily for a arguably now modern UK, a very unreligious country. It is the one holiday of the year because we don't have Thanksgiving that everybody kind of enjoys. And it's it's the big deal. It's the big one in the UK. So um, I think for me, it's the only time, especially being in Japan, that I get homesick. Yes, Matt. Well done. Let's do it. <laughs> It's it's almost October. We can get into it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. I love I love when people start putting Christmas Whoa. lights up in, in in Halloween. And you're like, yo, dude, it's not that chill. Time the, yet. Yeah, that, chill. Chill, chill the fuck out. out. Yeah. Chill, chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, he's jamming. He's jamming. <laughs> this George- year. Oh my god! <laughs> George's Shit's George, Creek gift game got up too. George, have, yeah. you, have you given Shit's Creek a try? No. Do you want to? Like, is it the that whimper? maybe? F- you should try some of these like these types of shows. They're small, yeah. bite-sized, and I mean, you might get into it. It's not quite like Joe um, Bojack, which is like. You you like that misery? There's 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 misery in this one, but a different type of misery. Like 
You like to laugh at rich people, right? This might this might be a good show. <laughs> you laugh it definitely, it definitely gets... to laugh at the misery of rich people. Yeah, it. My God, you see these people turn into uh, humans d- later on, and Jeff it's like fucking Bezos great. Bezos rocket was was pretty funny. <laughs> I, uh, it's hard not to laugh at Jeff Bezos's penis rocket. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, next question. Rice. We have a question from Rice. Rice asks, in lieu of Mr. Peanut Butter being, excuse me, in lieu of Mr. Peanut being, because I was thinking of Bojack. Bojack, In lieu of Mr. Peanut being mistaken as a UFO today, what other UFO shapes or silhouettes would you find hilarious or most intimidating to be mistaken as UFOs? I have no idea what this is referencing or what this is about. But I thought we put UFOs to bed on this podcast. No, UFOs pretty much got put to bed after the the UAP report came out and and, and said we don't fucking know. Give us more money, and then the, the UFOs mysteriously seemed to have disappeared from from the news since then. But uh, I was having a, co- a really fun conversation in Discord the other the other day about how Reddit.com slash our UFOs, which is an insane place where a crazy new age religion is developing. I swear. Um, we're all freaking out over multiple people citing a mysterious, ominous, uh, uh, man-shaped image <laughs> in the sky. And as it turns out, it was a giant promotional balloon of Mr. Peanut. <laughs> they all got mistaken for, like, some some shape-shifting jetpack giant that was just a blur <laughs> from the distance and the angle they were looking at. But yeah, in that that is the context. There there were like two to three days of 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 a Reddit panic on the on the UFO subreddit over Mr. Peanut balloons, and it was it's it it was the the funniest shit since since the last time they uh, something was funny. They they freaked out over a, a giant dick shaped balloon or something and thought it was aliens. But yeah, okay. Uh, uh, so so just picture that, guys. Picture you waking up in the morning and society is collapsing around you. You turn on the news and and aliens exist and they're invading. What is the shape or or silhouette that would uh, make the situation? What would defuse the situation and make it funny instead of scary? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of immature things you can think of some, some yeah, like, okay. yeah like penises yeah or butts um or but like oops <laughs> mm. oh my god yeah or butts but uh <laughs> a, a, i don't know like if a big thighs. what would you think of a big floating head just coming down like some type of <laughs> rick and morty episode like what <laughs> show us what you got <laughs> show us what you got yeah like that would be oh god there's or, or like really freaky religious artwork where you just see an eye in the sky looking at you like just the eye oh dude the eye stuff that would oh, that yeah. would that would kill me that would you can me. totally get why that would like scare medieval peasants so much. Just a painting of an eye in the sky is fucking. I still have scary somehow about Sauron's eye, like in Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Like I still have dreams of like demonic shit. Just, <laughs> just the eye, just constantly so, being in my face. So, so I would be intimidating instead of funny. I, I think we can all agree. If the, yes. if the UFO looked like a giant eyeball looking at you from the sky, that would strike biblical fear into people. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, 
I don't know. Like, I feel like there's so many shapes. Like, if aliens were like, oh, we want to become, we want, we want to come non-threatening, you know, and what shape should we take? And they probably take all sorts of, they could take all sorts of shapes, and it's probably going to be perverted. Let's let's just be honest. If they were to pick a shape, the reason, they're going to yeah, look the on the much, internet, and they're going to be like, yeah. you know what? A lot of people like boobs. <laughs> poop emoji. Yeah. <laughs> or poop. Oh, my God. A poop emoji would be great. A poop emoji. A little door opens up, and a gray alien just waves. It would be the greatest day in human history. Dude. I was wondering how different people's reaction would be if it was like the big cartoony star from kirby like the iconic soft-edged like it kind of looks like it's made out of butter uh, uh like 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 if that's th- there would also be some irony for it being a star coming down from the night sky but like a cartoony stylized version instead of a realistic looking star i if, if, if the ufos were kirby stars it would instantly uh set a lot of fear in my heart at ease what if they come out, come down like with like musical instruments, <laughs> like a violin, a saxophone, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they <can> just <laughs> and then fucking Elvis comes out. I'm back, guys. That's how they decided they should appear to 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 and calm then, people down. And then Michael Jackson comes out right after. That's where he's been this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> where all the celebrities go to die and then one day they'll come back for the <laughs> the revelation guys the rapture already happens <laughs> maybe that's the uh the apocalypse for the reddit.com slash our ufos religion is is a conspiracy theory that all the mysteriously dead people actually got abducted by aliens and are waiting to come back like in third contact close encounters yeah yeah Reddit.com slash our UFOs thought that movie was an elaborate soft disclosure product from people who were like in the government. It's such a they Reddit.com slash our UFOs is praying to the aliens every day for them to come down and save us. Yeah, I still at this point can't believe that people would believe in this when we literally are living in an age when Mr. Peanut is being mistaken for a UFO. There, there is the CE5 method on reddit.com slash UFOs that some users believe in, where you literally just go to the top of a mountain and think in your head really hard, I want to see a UFO, I want to see a UFO. And if you do that for five hours, supposedly it happens. Everyone gets great results. There's, uh, there's one guide you can pay $7,000 to who will, uh, who, will, who will instruct you and, and guarantees that you'll see a UFO sighting if you literally go to a quiet, isolated place and, and want it hard enough. They're creating a cult! <laughs> and you were a part of it, briefly. Yeah, that was a crazy month. But then again, every month has been crazy for the past two years, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, between Hunt and UFOs, we almost lost you a few times. A few times, but... Still here. Still answering questions. Dangling by a threat. We have Raj. Raj <laughs> says, hey, Duns and... Hey, Duns and Sons. Hey, Sons and Dads. 
Help me! I've said for many years that Okami was my favorite game of all time. When I was younger, I played through it four times. But Whoa. then I went back and started replaying it recently as a bit of a comfort blanket, and I wasn't enjoying it. Everything except for the art style wasn't clicking with me. Similarly, I thought about the hundreds of hours I spent in Bysic Vinding, and I felt regret <laughs> for playing the game for so long. I felt as if the majority of that time wasn't even enjoyable. This has been genuinely difficult for me to process. My feelings could be summarized by a George... Ah! So what gaming existential crises have you had? Have there been games you thought you liked but ended up realizing you were horrifyingly wrong? Do you think it's a bad idea to play games you like when you're older and more jaded? Yes. Yeah. To all of those things. Yeah, Ocarina. Ocarina of Time is, is the pinnacle example of something that was Sometimes used I wonder... to be an untouchable golden calf and now it's yeah. it's very dated. Sometimes I just wonder if I like games at all anymore. Yeah, I I feel that way quite a bit. And then there is a game that will come out, and then I'll be like, ah. Oh, yeah, that's why I play is, games. Yeah, This is why I like some video games, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then, I don't you guys ever, like, think about all those those Gen Xers who, who did grow up playing video games in the late 70s and 80s, but then grew out of it when, when the 6th Gen was what the the millennials were growing up on and yeah no i'm kind of scared that we might we, we would might. have to end this podcast george we would <sighs> gaming existential crises okay let's go um 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 <laughs> yeah ocarina time big up there i i'm sure that at some point in the future metal gear solid 3 is going to be unplayable with its control scheme the way it is there's uh, plenty of updated versions. Be a that... shitty day. No, the HD version I think would be fine. Well, the HD version has the same control scheme where you have to click the right stick to switch over to a third-person camera, hold the right R1 button to switch to a first-person camera, and then slightly hold your your pressure on the square button, but only halfway down. Because then, if you release it slightly, you'll you can cancel your gun animation. But then, if you mash it down really hard, it it's a wacky control scheme that 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 does like help. <laughs> increase the, the tension and challenge of the game but I mean when I'm like a dumb old man and I'm on my deathbed am I really still going to want to be spending my time with that I like I thought when I was younger does it matter you enjoyed it I think at one so. point now yeah, you don't we all, we all live fine. only one life but that's fine There are, there are, you can never experience everything that the that is available to experience. And therefore you experience the game that you really enjoyed and have great memories of. And you, you don't necessarily need to go back and play that game. Is it such a bad thing that if you do, and you don't like it as much as you did at one point, why would you be disappointed by that? It's just because it's, it's just a fact that could happen. It's the same as not liking some food that it's you like, like, like a kid. going back to the, your hometown and seeing it all decayed and ruined and all your childhood friends with bright futures burning out. I, I don't know if that's the same. <laughs> I understand I, the sentiment. No, no, that's not the same. Because, like, your brain changes. You change as a person. What you like changes. Your taste changes. Like, I used to hate raisins. Shit. Like, just everything changes when you get older. So playing something that was like fresh and new and exciting because you didn't really have those things when you were younger or whatever like it's it's different now it's different now you've you have more 
more experiences under your belt. You're, you're well, how, how, how do we feel about the stretches of our lives that we have gotten deep into obsessive fandoms of things that are now irrelevant? Like, for example, a video of me from six years ago talking about how Metal Gear Solid 2 is is a, 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 a mind-bending masterpiece, and one of my referential materials was a... Um, so what are you having a crisis of there? That there's a video on the internet of you saying that MGS2 is good, but you might one day not think MGS2 is good, and therefore it invalidates your opinion at that time? It's not me just saying it's good. It's me like acting like I'm fucking Morpheus from the Matrix in the camera and making this incredibly embarrassing... Why does that matter? Dictionary yeah. definition version of the word cringe video that's going to be matter. with me and my brand for my whole life. It absolutely matters. This is the stuff that like was was driving fueling half of the narrative development in the Bo Burnham Inside movie. Like uh, one day, having... Bo Burnham will look back at Inside and cringe at some of the songs he wrote. That's he cringes. Just... He he used to be super cringy when he first got out. Like, he used to be super fucking edgy and stupid. But look at him now. He's a lot better. And and you guys think that it's just, like, not valid for someone like him to, to cringe at his old stuff and the stuff he used to be in? Like, it's absolutely a yeah, reasonable but it doesn't reaction. Matter. But it doesn't matter, though. Well, it matters, it matters if it affects it your mental health. If it affects your mental health, it matters in a hard material way that cuts into your productivity, into your revenue, into your standard of living, and your life I'm expectancy confused about at the end what, of the day. what this has to do with why you, it's <laughs> not okay to move on from things that you may have liked once. No, it. if anything, you should move on fast and quick and not not have too much of a hole you've dug yourself into to the point where you're going to look back an entire decade of time and realize that i don't know maybe i spent years of that look you you hindsight is a magical wonderful thing that's why it exists as hindsight Mm -hmm. you cannot predict you cannot know you have to learn that there are things that with experience you learn to control you there are things you will make or do and you'll be like "Hmm, i might regret this one day and in those moments, that experience kicks in. But you will never truly know, and that's why hindsight is a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, speaking from many experiences where I fucked up things, not including recently and in many different ways. <laughs> but ultimately, a part of, you know, I go, you, I could go back and play Super Mario 64 and hate it, but it wouldn't change the experiences I had as a kid and how that shaped me. Mm-hmm. As a human being, or Ocarina well, of Time, or the N64, it, well, it, I'm just never going to play it again. Yeah, and and those were like games you played as a child and moved on. But imagine if you like put on a suit and a tie and talked to a camera on the internet about how Mario 64 is actually a, a deep, multi-layered, nuanced masterpiece and informed by the ancient Buddhist astrology. And and then you were a product a few of years, the time. And then a few years later, half no millions of people end up dying from a pandemic that completely recontextualizes how, how not important video here? games are. <laughs> because we're talking about uh, 
Crisis. <laughs> regrets and existential crises. And there is absolutely positively no way I'm not going to regret all the utter time I've wasted yeah. playing Hunt Showdown, especially. And there's absolutely positively no way whatsoever I'm going to regret trying to, like, date people when, when there's all these embarrassing videos of me on the internet that I make my money from. There's no way I don't regret making my money from that stuff in the first place. When, like... I didn't go to school for that. I need a boss. I need a boss telling me what to do. I need a place to go. I need faces to see and talk to people with. And yeah, so so yeah, I, I I do feel like I'm I'm kind of sort of in a in a different position maybe that uh, <laughs> my my media consumption of dumb video games for teenagers is not totally consumptive. Like I have to produce something out of it that's going to permanently affect my identity forever. I really don't. I I. I understand this comes from a place of concern and and, um, and worry because you look at other people similar to that and you feel those things about those people. I imagine talking about Marvel movies and the people who obsess over Marvel movies. I saw a hilarious video when the Matrix, the new Matrix trailer came out of like people posting dudes dressed in freaking leather and snuff telling their hacker name, their fake hacker names outside of a, a movie theater because they were excited to see matrix you know revolutions or reloaded or whatever right and that yeah. video is cringy and hilarious and it's so funny but it's everyone knows it's a product of its time those people obviously will look back with regret and <laughs> and hopefully laughter at that i don't think they'd regret it some might you just because you well I don't think I would regret appearing in but, a video a YouTube video saying a game was amazing because I would try to think about how that personally was at the time because the difference is that they're having fun and not doing it for work for money for their resume for their permanent record forever like like but dressing you didn't up no at the time actually technically I think when you made that video it was not your job right yes it was I. I was working three jobs at the time, and that was the one I wanted to eat the other jobs with. Yes, but you weren't. That, but you've already. Well, there you go. You or you made something in the hopes that it would become a, your full time job, right? But you were right. doing it because you wanted to be doing it. Because I, I wanted a full time job, and no one was hiring me. So you're even at that time, you were not enjoying making that video. Well, it was work. Like that's different from enjoying something purely for the pleasure of it. I spent a lot of really, really long hours reading dense stuff, writing dense notes, putting together the, the script and the editing. It is not fun, like, sitting in front of a Word document and a video editor for 14 hours straight. That's not... That's So what is your regret, then, that you spent all that time unenjoyably creating something that people are going to look at terribly? Kind of, yeah. That's going to happen. I, I definitely think that that video is going to age very, very badly. That if okay, I... Okay, so how, how many man hours, because this is spiraling out of control, how many man hours did, do you estimate that it took to make that video? The Metal Gear Solid 2 video? Yeah, man hours. Uh, like, like 80, 90? And how many hours of Hunt Showdown have you played? 1,500. So... There's an 80-hour man-hour... So one of those is, like, a lifetime's worth of Hunt Showdown, my dude. I can't I can't walk back from that. I am going to regret but, that on my deathbed. But death why? Bed. 
Like, how am I going to explain that to my family, to my girlfriend, to the fans of the channel? Yes. All right. Well, that is all we have for this podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Follow us on all our socials. There's no way I can walk back from the hole I'm in here. Yes, you can. Okay. okay, uh, Matt, come on. Matt, you're the the one.